Hello, listeners. Welcome to our first ever mini-sode of the Bench Press. Due to the holiday weekend, we are a little bit delayed, but we're going to have a new episode for you this Friday where we take a deep dive into last week's Supreme Court decision, EPA versus Sackett. But we wanted to touch base because there have been developments uh, on a topic Jess and I have talked a lot about this last few weeks on the, on the Bench Press, the debt ceiling. It appears a deal has been reached. Jess, want to give us like some very quick background for listeners who might not have been paying attention. So as we have discussed in the last couple episodes, and if you haven't listened to them, shame on you, there have been high stakes negotiations surrounding the debt limit, which we are slated to hit. The latest estimate is about June 5th. So time was of the essence, but Democrats and Republicans have come to a tentative deal to raise the debt limit um, and avoid a crisis. Bobby, do you want to give a quick overview of what those terms are? We're reviewing the terms right now, but basically the broad contours of the deal are seen as largely not very significant. Um, And I think the early read is that this is a pretty good win for President Biden. They did not give up much. Republicans did not get much concessions that they had previously indicated were essential to supporting any raising of the debt ceiling. Suddenly, they're no longer essential. Basically, the debt ceiling is now suspended until 2025. Um, It seems like that's going to take it past the 2024 elections, obviously. Um, There's caps on spending, uh, no caps on defense spending. There's also uh, some Republican wins in the bill. Unspent COVID funds are going to be returned. Uh, There's some minor uh, work requirements. They're raising the work requirement age for SNAP benefits from 50 to 54. Republicans have previously argued for doing that to uh, beneficiaries of Medicaid and other programs. Those are not in the debt ceiling deal. Uh, there was a win for Democrats uh, in that they kept most of the funding that was added to the IRS to go after wealthy tax evaders. Republicans wanted to dump $80 billion that was uh, previously allocated to the IRS. Uh, they are not getting that. President Biden has agreed to cut $20 billion, but that cash is getting diverted to uh, non-defense spending. So they're keeping that cash. And the IRS is still getting a boost of $60 billion, which is nothing to sneeze at. There are going to be some permitting reforms that Senator Joe Manchin had advocated for. Um, and yeah, there was a couple other things that Republicans had argued for that were insane. They wanted, you know, student loan relief to get canceled. Democrats wanted some tax hikes. Uh, Republicans wanted uh, provisions of the clean energy bill that was previously passed to get repealed. None of that's going in this bill. And the large takeaway from these terms is that this, this craziness that was taking over the last six weeks was really for nothing. It was just a giant performance to end up with largely the same budget and spending that we had six weeks ago. The spin wars are on is the takeaway because you have both sides out there now saying that they they won these negotiations. And the tricky thing here was that it's sort of being touted as the debt ceiling plus, but kind of not really the budget negotiations. So for those who don't know, even without the debt ceiling, they would still have to negotiate a budget several months from now. And what Democrats are saying now is we would have had to agree to these a lot of these things anyway, so might as well get it out of the way now. Query whether or not that's actually true because the default was still on the table. The default was still the reason they were negotiating. And the reality coming out of this is that Democrats got nothing besides the limit, the raising of the debt ceiling. So Biden came into this saying, we're not going to negotiate over the debt ceiling. We're only going to negotiate over the budget. 
coming out of the negotiation, the only thing they got out of it was raising the debt ceiling. So I think it's it's an easy one to sell to people because as you said, these changes are small. They're they're not monumental. They are bad for Democrats, but they're not the sort of things that are going to drastically change the political landscape or even policy-wise that they're that bad. But we just went through a negotiation over the debt ceiling that Democrats had to give up a lot of things for to raise the debt ceiling. And there's no reason to think it's not going to happen again when we reach this point in 2025. So that's the part that really concerns me. That's a totally fair read on this, but I think there's also a different read, which is that Republicans won the House. And not just any Republicans, some absolutely batshit crazy Republicans won the House. And so the idea that the government is even still functioning is a pretty good testament, I think, to this president's deal-making capabilities, honestly, with Congress. And so, uh, you know, at some point you do have to acknowledge, like, Republicans control the House, and they were controlling the debt ceiling. And so it's – it's and yes, there was this 14th Amendment discussion that we had for the last few weeks, and it's very fascinating. But the reality is if you're Joe Biden – you're really probably trying to not get enmeshed in a constitutional debate over whether the uh, U.S. economy is going to crash on your watch or not, even if you're in the right, and even if it's the Republicans' fault that it's happening, it still tends to end up getting blamed on Democrats. So I honestly do think this is not that big of a loss for Democrats, and if you can make a deal with Kevin McCarthy and not lose that much, there's another bipartisan win for this guy who has a pretty long string of things that look fairly competent in a sea of incompetence. It could have been worse is the new slogan of the Democratic Party. Yay. It's a slogan of America, Jess. It's, <laughs> it's, our, it's everywhere. Yeah. To make sure this stays a mini episode. Um, we'll end on this. Biden has said some interesting things about the 14th Amendment since, right? There was a lot of messaging about whether or not he was going to do it. The message was very off and we don't know what he was actually thinking. But he has since signaled, since the deal was reached, that he's interested in pursuing this further down the line to prevent it from becoming a thing next time, which leads you to think, well, why didn't you prevent it this time? But nonetheless, the point is this 14th Amendment issue didn't go away with this deal. Maybe in some future episodes, if we're still doing this in 2025, um, I have a feeling this 14th Amendment issue uh, isn't, isn't resolved yet. Stay tuned for our episode later this week. We're also going to dive into the what appears to be imminent charges coming from special counsel Jack Smith in the Mar-a-Lago documents case, as well as a funny little banter about Ron DeSantis' horrible campaign launch on Elon Musk's flailing Twitter app. See you soon.